And Russ and Gavin are back with you of Let's Open the Bible. Today, as I said in the last podcast episode, we plan on picking up where we left off in John chapter 15, which leaves us uh, picking up at verse 5. Gavin, if you want to open us in prayer, I think I'm just going to read verses 5 through 8. Okay, let's pray. Yep. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity again uh, where Russ and I get to come and, and meet with each other, be encouraged by each other, by the mutual faith of both he and I. Uh, that is always encouraging to see a brother in Christ uh, desiring to walk with you, to worship you with their life, uh, with their time, their talent, their treasure. Um, and I thank you for that. Heavenly Father, I do pray for those that are listening, that they would be encouraged by your word and they would cling to you, uh, the object of, the, of their affection and the only hope that we have in this life and the life to come. We pray. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, John 15, beginning in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. And by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Uh, as we were recording this last podcast episode, I was looking ahead to verse 5, and I underline or highlight in my Bible. I know that's not for everybody, uh, but uh, I had not underlined or highlighted this um, verse five where it says, "For without me you can do nothing," and that just jumped all over me. Well, uh, let's not let's not hop there too quickly because I, I think just if if you don't mind to back up and just go, why does he say I am in the vine? <laughs> I mean, it seems like that's kind of assumed, and and he already starts out with you know in verse one, I am the vine, the true vine. Yeah, it is father- kind of repetitious. This whole section is a bit repetitious. Okay, but 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 I, if not, I don't think he's wasteful. No. So certainly there are bookends and all sorts of other hermeneutical uh, tools being used and utilized here um, uh, to help us. But among them is just reminding us. I, I think it's so helpful to remind myself, I am not the vine. Yeah. I'm not holding up the world. As a pastor, I certainly am not calling all people to cling to me. You know, I'm not the head of the church. I'm right. not the source of of, of wisdom. Uh, I am not wisdom itself. I'm not you know people's righteousness. I, I isn't it sad that Jesus has to keep reminding us the of the order of things? Yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We but, we need that. Sometimes we have to hear things multiple times. So so I am I am very very prideful. My pride comes out most often, not as I am the greatest. My pride almost always comes out as the world revolves around me. If I fail and I know I'm failing, everything will fall apart. I'm letting the whole church down. I'm letting my family down. And, and it's, I hope people go, that doesn't sound very prideful. It's, it's, it's extremely prideful. Even if it's honestly, like if I'm giving an honest assessment of myself as a pastor, you know, my sermons are a little long. They're very confusing. Uh, you know, I use words that I don't explain and I walk people, you know, I, I chase every rabbit that, or, and squirrel and uh, possum and letter and uh, uh, smell. Are you preaching and, at and, a zoo or yeah, what? Yeah, I, I chase everything that's a distraction. So a thousand different things go wrong when I preach. And, and yet, and yet... And and somebody may be out there screaming, well, then step down. Okay, those are things I have to consider and all, but the world doesn't hang on me. I'm not the source of life for people. I actually love when Jesus says, hey, hey, buddy, I'm the vine. Yeah. You're just a branch. Settle down. <laughs> Trust me. Cling to me. Yeah, abide in me. Well, I'm I'm good with the invitation to just be a branch. 
We try to push ahead, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's go. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me uh, and I in him, we certainly need to, as Christians now, uh, when the spirit has been given, uh, we, we are certain we have Christ in us. Mm. Amen. So for, for believers, um, it's great news. Amen. And, and he gets the credit for, for all the good that we would do. You know, like he gets when, when we love each other well, when we love another person, well, guess who gets the credit for that? Because the other op- option of that is selfless quote unquote plastic fruit love. So yeah. I, I'm a I'm a believer, and and again I, I know I say these things and want to explain it more. I'm a believer according to First John collectively, and even verses like this. I'm a believer that a non Christian can't love. That's shocking to most people. I believe it. I believe that we can plastic fruit love. We can will ourselves to to bear some. You know, First um, John makes it too clear that the 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 correlation between God and love. It's it's too obvious, too uh, uh, explicit, too um, too direct. That if you don't know God, you don't love. If you do know God, you love. He who loveth not knoweth not me. There's, it's just too much of a one-to-one relationship. Not one-to-one, but it is a, it is a relationship too strong to be ignored. So um, so what does it mean then when, when it, we look around and see you know, unsaved people, lost people, cult members, um, you know, people that believe in totally aberrant thinking, loving? I think it means that they've borne the plastic fake fruit of false love. So when the Bible says, let your love be genuine, what's the opposite of genuine love? Disingenuous love. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what the world knows. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's fickle. It's a fickle love. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. It's a fickle love is going to be my next uh, song. Yeah. It sounds like a song. <laughs> it's a fickle kind of love. It sounds like a country song. Oh, I put myself in a pickle with fickle uh, love. All right. So, Go ahead. Uh, where do you go from that? I don't know, uh, but uh, you know, unless it uh, unless it abides in the vine. No, we're already past that. Sorry. Um, and I in Him bears much fruit. I mean, that's the good news. When we abide in Him, we bear much fruit. Yeah. Do you do, do you worry about fruitful faithfulness or fruitfulness? I focus on faithfulness. The Lord produces the fruitfulness. Okay. But this seems to say if you abide in Him. You will be fruitful. Yes, there is the in, the internal fruit of the what we just keep going over and over: the love, the joy. The, that's the internal fruit. But there is also the external fruit of you know I, I have been around people that just seem to be a vortex at times, and it's only been seasonal. But they're just a vortex of evangelism and seeing a lot of people come to faith, and it you know it ebbs and flows. But you know I, I, on probably four instances in, in my ministry, the church will just be flooded with one person's quote unquote converts. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're just because they're, God has given them that season of fruitfulness and it's not every, every day, but it, there, you know, even within those people that it kind of ebbs and flows and you know, God blesses them with external, the external fruit of, of, of people placing their trust in Christ Jesus. And then the internal fruit is born as well. So here, here's what I would say. What we can control as much as it can be controlled is faithfulness. You know, that's what we're called to be, faithful. But if you're not bearing fruit, I think this text is a warning. Why not? Well, maybe God has given people a hardness of heart. Isaiah was a very faithful man and yet bore no fruit in terms of the external fruit 
uh, of, of seeing a nation repent and come to, to, to faith. I mean, God gave him that ministry in Isaiah 6. I mean, they're gonna, you're going to go and speak to a people that will not hear or see. Yeah, that's a brutal ministry. It's brutal. Uh, Noah, was he a faithful man? Absolutely. Was he a fruitful man? Nope. Preached the gospel people. 121 <laughs> years. Zero. Zero baptisms. <laughs> they were baptized later. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Boo. All right. Um, <laughs> I told the church one time, I'm pretty sure that if I was here 121 years and nobody came to salvation, you guys would run me off. Yeah. And yet he he was faithful. Yeah. So so I don't uh, again I don't want to overemphasize the fruitfulness, but this text is a warning that if you abide in Christ, you will be fruitful, and we should be looking for internal fruit. You know, th- that tacky platitude cliche. Uh, you know, I don't like them, but um, but you sure use them. Uh, I hope not. But then you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it today. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not the man I want to be, but I'm not the man I once was, or something along those lines. You know, um, do do you see God working in your life? Are you bearing fruit of because you, you're an ab- abider? in the vine. And do you see any fruit of evangelism? And, and, and again, it's not always a telltale sign, but this text seems to say it, you will bear fruit. But I, I think the humbling comes right after that, which is without him, we can do nothing. Right, which is why the, the disciples are told to wait in Jerusalem. Man, you need to wait from power on high. You cannot do this on your own power. Many, many, many people attempt to do it on their own power, and I at least sometimes do. Me too. Yeah. It's not very fruitful. Well, um, I, I want to go back to Soul Winner by Spurgeon. In Soul Winner by Spurgeon, this guy comes running up to Spurgeon and he goes, and, and he had all sorts of problems. I, th- I think he was, you know, stumbling drunk at the time. And he runs up to Spurgeon and goes, hey, you got me saved. Or you you were the one that saved me. And he goes, it looks like I did. And God had nothing to do with that. You know, like that's not a, ge- and Spurgeon's point, that's not a genuine conversion. And there's no fruit being born in this man's life. Right. Um, so uh, that that's what we do when we do it on our own power. That's why the disciples themselves who walked with Jesus th- for three years were told, you better wait for for, uh, for power from on high. All right, so we can do nothing apart from him. It doesn't mean that you can't go to the store. It doesn't mean you can't uh, preach a sermon. It doesn't mean that you can't teach a Sunday school class. It doesn't mean you can't sing in the church choir. What it does mean is you can't do anything that pleases God. And uh, where would you go from there? It Certainly it's not God-pleasing. But the And, and I want to add the last part, and you will bear no fruit. And I, and I can say that with one caveat. Philippians 1, Paul says, there are people that are out there just to stick it to me. Right, to, preaching the gospel. Yeah, uh, out of envy. They, they were envious of him. And, and he says, what then? Wh- whether, in, uh, you know, whether, so he says, some people are, are preaching because they love me, and, other, and then they know here that, I, that I'm, they know that I'm put here in prison for the defense of the gospel. Others preach it out of envy and rivalry. Like, I mean, they're, they're against him. And he says, what then? Only that whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. There are people that are just abhorrent teachers, preachers, not saved, doing evil, wicked things, and people get saved under their ministry. So God can do what God wants to do. Nothing is impossible with him. That's not the normal streams and means of grace. Yeah, I've wrestled with that. I, I you're I, I believe what you said is is accurate, but it it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, we've all seen it. People that get saved under bad ministers. Yeah. So and 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 people have always had to question that. Well, so I was saved under this ministry, and he's he's a lost person. Does that mean that I'm lost? 
mean, the stuff that comes out about some people after they die in their ministry is just horrific, scandalous, indicative that they're not saved. They can't be saved, you know, and yet people are saved under their ministry. Yeah. All right. So, but it does mean that you cannot, first of all, absolutely universally, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you're separated from the branch, you cannot please God, period. You can do nothing that pleases God. So you can do a whole bunch of things. It's just not pleasing to God. Again, you can preach a sermon. You can sing in the choir. If it's not from faith, you're not pleasing. If you're not abiding in the in the in the vine, it's not pleasing to God. And then the other thing is, um, yeah, there's nothing that is spiritually productive that is produced by you or through you. It's produced in spite of you. God can still produce fruit in spite of you, but not through you, because you're cut off from the vine. Hmm. Does that does that does that make any sense? It does. Okay. I think it's pretty sobering. Yes. It should be. Yeah. But 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 again, we we are to look around for fruitfulness. And I love verse eight. I don't know if we're gonna get there. So so let's just go through seven. Okay. Well, we're gonna get to six first. Oh, okay. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they are gathered uh, and they gathered them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So who are the they that gathered them? Well, it could be the angels go around at the end of the age and collect from the four ends of the earth. You know, I mean, you have that in what, Matthew 13. So do you have anything else you'd like? I don't have anything better than that. And men gather them, or some people have it, it, which best agrees with the word branch. Yeah, so this is... um, Wow. So, so uh, John Gill writes, so when unworthy members are put out of a church, the, the church of Christ, the men of the world gather them into their society or they are taken into the congregation of false teachers who being sensual and without the spirit separate themselves. Or it may be read impersonally, they are gathered or it is gathered. So wicked men and Christless professors will be gathered by the angels at the last day and severed by them from the righteous whom they will place at Christ's left hand to receive their awful doom. Hmm. So either gathered by the men of the world, led astray, ultimately it's the same end. Right, destruction. Yeah, or the angels at the end of the age. So, um, th- well, that's that's one commentator's view on it. Uh, all right, where do you want to go? Well, let's look at verse 7. Okay. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. And we kind of covered this in one of our podcast episodes right. of chapter 14. This isn't a blank check. That's delight yourself in the Lord. You have a new heart with a new honor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the aspect of the abiding in him that is critical to understand. Yeah, if you delight yourself in the Lord, you have the same goal purpose of, of God. You know, I mean, uh, so... And delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's the if-then, the conditional. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get to verse w- 8. Word of, the word of Christ dwelling in you richly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that is, again, how you preserve yourself from sin uh, and, and destroy strongholds. You know, when Paul says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every th- thought captive to obey Christ, that is the word of God informing the way that you think, the way that you act, the word of God dwelling in you richly. That's And, and then the spirit is provoked by that. So you, you're empowered by the spirit as the word of God dwells in you richly. It's never absent of the spirit of God. The word and the spirit are uh, co- co- co-joined, conjoined? Conjoined. Yeah. So you loved verse 8, so you read it and, and talk to us about it. Um, 
So I, I love the idea of, of ministry that, that grows and people understanding that is not for the sake of the pastor's glory. That is not necessarily for the sake that the pastor starts teaching classes on how to grow a church. Right. You know, uh, I, I actually was humbled by uh, Chandler. Uh, let, let me, I, I think we've done this before on the podcast, but there are two examples that I always go to. Uh, one is, uh, and I'm sure they're universally used by pastors, but I'll just tell you from whom I heard them. Uh, Joel Gregory preached a sermon one time in which he said uh, a rooster would crow and all of the, you know, the barnyard animals would gather around and they'd say, uh, you know, when the sun comes up, he would crow and they got used to him crowing and he would, you know, the, the crowd would gather when he would crow and the sun would come up. They'd, cut, they'd gather to watch the sun, but then, then he, over time started saying, you know, watch how I make the sun come up. We've got the order wrong. Or Chandler saying, you know, a woodpecker pecking at a tree and, and a, suddenly a lightning bolt hits the tree, the tree falls over and the woodpecker goes and tell all, all of his, tells all of his friends, you know, this is how you fell a tree. That's a pastor sitting there preaching and God deciding uh, in his providential grace to grow that congregation. If it's of God, there are plenty of pastors that are preaching heresy and growing a congregation on the health, wealth, prosperity gospel. But, but in this case, let's say it's a genuine, you know, a movement of God, uh, for a pastor to claim credit for that is, is to misunderstand what's going on. Yeah. So, um, so, so again, let's get back to the text by this. My father is glorified that you bear much fruit. It's why when people start bragging about how they're conquering sin, I'm like, man, you're, you're on dangerous, shaky ground there. It's either a work of God and he gets the credit, spirit gets the credit. If you start loving people better, you have more peace uh, amongst your, you know, in your heart. If you have patience or suddenly you gain self-control, you go, look how I conquered my addiction. Ooh. This is a Proverbs 3, 6 deal. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, we have Great. to acknowledge the work of God. Right. This is not a suggestion. This is what you do. Yeah, but I, I, I overcame my sin. I overcame my sin. Sure. <laughs> Here's the thing. Maybe you have. That's your reward. Mm -hmm. There's nothing waiting in heaven for that. I mean, I mean that if you need credit for that, that's you. You did it. That's, that's your reward. Take all the credit you want. But if God did it, if it's a work of the Spirit, first of all, it's a genuine overcoming of the addiction if, if, if God's doing that work. Uh, or if God is keeping you away from that thing. And again, as, as you move away from the, the vine, you may drift back into it. But, but again, God gets the credit. You don't get any credit for it. Right. Well, I don't get any credit. None. By bearing that fruit, God gets glory. You know, I, I, I love in, in Matthew 5 when it says, you know, let your light so shine before men that others will see your good works. Yeah. Glorify the Father in heaven. Oh, I didn't, I, sorry, I forgot that. I didn't finish that. Sorry. <laughs> and that, I mean, and just if you're listening and, and aren't familiar with that verse, it finishes with what, with what Russ said, and glorify your Father in heaven. Others will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Yeah, they're That's, not patting you on the back. Again, if it's a work of you and you get the pat, you rightly earn the pat on the back, that's worth nothing. That's the best that you can hope for, a pat on the back and a good You have received your reward. Wow. Good stuff. Really good. So let me read this and then we can, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, I know we've covered it. Let me read it a little more slowly. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So again, one sense, it's God gets the credit, God does the work. But in another sense, do you understand that you cannot be satisfied being the same old joker that you were, that you need to press on in Christ? You need to forget that. You haven't arrived. You're not perfect. You forget what, you, what that which is behind you, and you press on. 
You want to be a light in the community. You want others to go, why does that guy have so much joy? Because I serve a great God. Why does that guy love his wife so well? Because God is working in me. I, I really do think we need to be concerned about fruitfulness as well as faithfulness, that God will get some glory in our lives. So, it's good. You can't just be apathetic about fruitfulness. All right. And again, you can't you can't produce fruit on your own. We it's already said it, but we do need to be aware and concerned with fruitfulness, yeah. faithfulness for sure, but fruitfulness as well. Because by that fruit, Yahweh is glorified. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, listener, if I've done this right, this is the Friday uh, podcast, and so just want to encourage you, if, if at all possible, uh, to find your way to the Lord's house. Uh, whatever day that is for you and in your context and your community and and just praise God and worship him um, you know that's we need to be in the house of the Lord we need to be sitting under uh, doctrinally sound teaching and preaching um, we we need to be ministered uh, to by the community of believers and by the power of the Holy Spirit and so just really want to encourage you to do that if you're a pastor uh, then preach the word um, study to show yourself approved, and when you can, if at all possible, you also need to be uh, being fed. And so I'm thankful uh, for the opportunity to provide this content. I hope it's helpful, and uh, we give God all the praise and glory. Uh, it's only available because of Him, and so um, we look forward to catching back up with you in the next podcast series of episodes. Until then, God bless.